so good. Uh, anyway, just feel free. Like, you know, we need, we need prophecy, you know. But Paul says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Like, like I would that you all speak in tongues. It edifies and builds you. Like, one of the most beneficial things you can do is speak in tongues. It builds you up. It edifies you. It, 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 you know, if your soul's ever feeling strong, speak in tongues until it doesn't. You know, it brings it under subjection. It's amazing. You have no idea what you're praying. But then Paul says, you should also pray that you interpret. Why? Because interpreted tongues is prophecy. And why is he saying that? Because all this thing is not about us. It's about others. And so tongues may benefit me, but interpreted tongues benefits you. It's amazing. Cool. Isn't God so good the way he sets it up? Tuesday night, come out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Wednesday night at 7, we've been in uh, this series on who rules the household of God. It's been amazing. Uh, we had Pastor Theo. How many of you enjoyed Pastor Theo last Wednesday? Yeah. Come on, man. He was like filleting me up in the spirit. I was like, dang, dude, I need to repent. Uh, <laughs> but he's carries weight, and we'll have him again uh, soon on, on a Wednesday night. Um, but we're going to continue this series. I'm super excited for, th- for this Wednesday, too, on where I think we're going to go unless the Lord changes it. So that's at 7 p.m. Come on out. And then, obviously, we'll be here Sundays. But fellowship is going to be December 27th. I'm correct, right? December 27th is fellowship. And I ordered, they just came in, I ordered uh, two two 18-pound Australian A9 Wagyu briskets. Marbling score 8 through 9. And some of you are going, that sounds like Chinese to me. What it means is it's going to be glory in your mouth. It's going to be super delicious. It's amazing. And it was crazy because I got them on Black Friday, and, and what I paid for them is unheard of. So uh, I got them for like a third of the cost because I have a buddy that, that works at a butcher, and he called me, hey, we got this deal, and I was able to snag two before they were gone. So they just came in. That's going to be awesome. It will totally change your life. Uh, so definitely want to be here for that. Um, I'm telling you, it will change your life. How many, of, how many of you have had Wagyu yet? Raise your hand. One, two, three. Will it change your life? Oh, yeah. Come on. All right. So uh, I'm not talking about American Wagyu burger. I'm talking about Australian A9. Anyway. So. Oh, yeah. I'm Dan- definitely Daniel fasting. Definitely. Cool. Some people are like, why are we talking about beef? I thought we were talking about Jesus. All right. God loves to party, too, man. Uh, sorry. I can hear your thoughts sometimes. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, where's this prophetic word? <laughs> Hallelujah. Dude, you're, t- you're torturing people. What are you doing back there? All right. <laughs> Do you see the marbling? Oh, yeah. Fat is flavor. All right. Come on, Jesus. All right. So a couple um, national, we can, we're, we're good announcements. We're going to flow in. Um, let's pray. Holy Spirit. You know, you know what? I'm going to share the prophecy, and then we'll pray. I, look, you, you're so obedient. You all went, I feel so good. Come on.
I got shiny stuff on my hand again. Thank you, Lord, for glory more. Mm. You might have shiny stuff on your hand, too. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Thanks, Lord. It's all in the Bible, I promise. You know, Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost had fully come. Uh, The Holy Spirit comes and manifests literal as tongues of fire. You know, so there's this physical sign and wonder comes, tongues of fire. There's a a sound manifest out of nowhere, like a sound, you know. No actual wind, but a sound as a mighty rushing wind. So there's there's a sign and wonder. There's a sound that you can hear, a sign and wonder you hear. And then a sign of wonder you see as fire over their heads. And then they begin to speak in unknown tongues. And it's interesting that the Bible doesn't say that they spoke in tongues uh, and everyone heard them speaking in their, uh, it doesn't say, or sorry, it doesn't say they all spoke in everybody's language. It says everybody heard their own language. So what they actually could have been gibberish coming out of the mouth, you don't know, but the hearer heard their own language. And I've actually seen it happen like that a lot. Sometimes it does manifest as a natural la- language. I, I've heard of that as well. But also, you know, where people have just spoken tongues and people are like, are you speaking Hebrew? And they have the person speaking has no idea what they're saying, but the other person hears their own language. I've had it happen to me with um, Arabic. But anyway, then it says that, that they come out, they bust out of the door, and everybody thinks they're drunk. And Peter literally has to step on the scene and explain, hey, it's only the ninth hour, like the, the ninth hour of the day. Like, we're not drunk. It's early in the morning. So um, a lot of people try to say that's because they were speaking gibberish. But, I mean, I've heard foreigners talk, and they don't seem drunk to me. You know? So how many of you know, like, there's a very real intoxication of the Spirit. There's a very real f- infilling of the Holy Spirit. Drugs, alcohol, all these things, I did them all. They're all a counterfeit for what's to be experienced in glory in Christ. They are, they are the, the devil knows what we're created for, you see? We're created for bliss with the king forever and ever and ever, ecstasy, like in his presence. Actually, one translation calls the city that we'll all live in, the New Jerusalem, the city of bliss. That's what it's called. Like, man, come on. And so the devil loves to make counterfeits, ecstasy, heroin, these things. They can only try. But look what they produce. They produce death, right? But when you experience the real thing in the kingdom, it produces life, love, people falling madly, madly in love with Jesus. I could probably bring Katie up here, and she could begin to describe what she's been encountering, and she would tell you, like, the fruit of it is I love Jesus. And then Paul's like, what's going on? My wife's singing hymns. You know, it's like it's the fruit is people love Jesus. You see what I'm saying? So you'll know it by its fruit. But a lot of people, they get turned off from that, you know. So uh, how many know the Bible says in his presence, fullness of joy, at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Why in the world would we have more faith in the world's pleasures than the kingdom's pleasures? I mean, come on, man. You better know. His pleasure's way better. I want it all. Amen. So a couple of, like, like world words real quick. Um, they were just real quick in the spirit. I saw um, India come up and watch something with the vaccines in India. I don't really know. Um, specifics, but I saw the flag of India, and then I saw an injection thing going. And if you don't know, if you haven't heard publicly, 
I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, by the Spirit of God, multiple times in multiple ways, the Holy Spirit has expressly warned me not to take the, vac- the COVID vaccine, that there will be bad side effects. I have I literally expressly, and I know that puts some of you in the medical field in a really tough position. I get it, but I'm telling you, like, I, I will write you a pastoral whatever. It's against our religion. I c- I'll find it, figure it up. I'll write it for you, whatever we have to do. You know, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit said don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and so anyway, uh, yeah, so something with India and vaccines, I don't really know. Um, yeah, something something there. Uh, and then I saw in the UK's flag came up, and I saw, like, the p- possible food shortage there. Um, and so I've been seeing the food shortage worldwide and then even in America. It was crazy. I foresaw it three months ago in a dream. And then um, it's it's actually now it's showing up in the headlines in November. And so it's actually coming up in the headlines. And so we want to pray. Um, if you remember, this is very biblical. It actually happened in the book of Acts. They foresaw a famine was coming. And then what they did is they sent aid. And so, again, that's something bringing the, food, the money in the storehouse and stuff like that, because it may be a very real, real thing where some people may lose their jobs, like where we're going. You know what I mean? And we need to take care of them, you know, as the body of Christ. So. Like, that's another thing to keep in mind. But but really, let's just pray real quick for the U.K. And, Lord, we pray against the food shortage, Lord. We pray that, um, though it may even, it is showing up in uh, the headlines right now, that you would bring it to an end. In Jesus' name, Lord, you provide. God, it's really, a lot of it is just is wicked, evil, stingy people. Because there's enough food in the world to feed everybody. And it's just wickedness and evil. So, I pray, God, against that in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. So now I'm going to go into personal prophecy. Um, Susan, I saw, I was actually, it was crazy. Um, I saw a tent peg, like, go stick into the ground. And um, when I when I did, the Lord took me into Judges chapter 4. Um, and so I really feel like, you know, right now, if you don't know, there's been a lot of prophecy, and it's really been fulfilled, even with Amy Coney Barrett getting into the position. And, again, I'm not trying to get political. I like righteousness. So I like the Bible and righteousness. I'm not... Either way, left, right, whatever. I like righteousness and Bible. So if this offends, I'm sorry. But, y- y- you know, she loves Jesus and speaks in tongues. I'm like, Bible. You know? Like, Bible. So um, anyway, she, they it was prophesied that she would get in, and I, I believe like a, a Deborah, correct? Is that what was said about her? A Deborah? Or is it? Yeah. It's Deborah. So, huh? And Esther. So. Uh, and I, I think I forgot who it was saying that Deborah's are rising or something. I don't follow all that because I don't like to get mingled in what I'm hearing. But anyway, um, from what I understand, but I saw that she was uh, like a like a Deborah, um, and I knew that it had it correlated with the move of God that's happening right now. And I would encourage you to read that first couple of verses. I think it's right in Judges chapter four. Um, but there's a woman, and her name is Jael. I think her name is Jael. And I saw the Lord says that you're like a Jael. And your intercessory and your prayers are like jail. See, see, Deborah was leading and, and was known, but Jael was in secret, and she was taking the stake, and she, she I mean, it was kind of gory, but she hammered the stake, a stake, through the head of the enemy. And it was crazy because the Lord said to Deborah, I'm going to give you your enemies into your hand. But it didn't manifest through the hand of Deborah. It actually manifests through Jael in secret, driving the, the stake through the head of the enemy. And that's how it, the enemy was handed over into their hands. I feel the Lord. And the Lord says that you, you have been raised up like a, a, 
a jail in intercession, and your intercession is in secret, and nobody knows, and it's not a platform, and Deborah may, may get the credit. Deborah may get the credit, but the Lord says, you're striking the killing blow. You're putting the, the, the stake through the temple of the enemy, says the Lord, and it will come to pass. And, and God says, I've called you up to, to also raise up other jails. So, God, I pray. Can we stretch our hands for her? Right now, Lord, I pray she would carry the message of intercession in this season. You provoke it as when others have relaxed. She's been provoked even to uh, aggression that, God, we cannot back down. We must pray. And so I thank you for the stake in the hand of jail that will, will come, God, with the mallet of the Lord and stake the head of the enemy and put over the victory into Deborah's hand in Jesus' name. Can we give praise to God? Thank you, Lord. Yeah. All right, Billy, this one's a tough one. <laughs> but I love you. Where's your wife? Oh, she's gone. It's okay. We'll get her the recording. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, you got it. It's a kind of a tough one, but it's okay. I ha this is super challenging because Billy and Adriana are my, are my spiritual children. And when you prophesy, you have to not be biased. So you really have to die to yourself and not be biased. And really, it's, it's actually way more challenging to do that with people like your personal, like kids. And then, you know, your spouses and those you have a relationship with close friends. And then especially like because you, you there's things you want, but then there's God's will, <laughs> you know. But what I saw and, and I don't I don't know that it'll be immediately. But this is what I would say that the Lord says to you when his hand it says when my hand this is the Lord speaking lifts off your provision. Understand it's not punishment, but a sign like the book, the brook drive, drying up for Elijah. It's time to pack up and move on. The Lord says, when you see my hand, lift off your provision. Understand it's not punishment, but a sign. Like the brook driving up for Elijah, it's time to pack up and move on. And so, God, I thank you for discernment, and I, I'm not going to say any more than what the Lord said. And so, Lord, I pray, because I don't want to add. I'm only going to say what I heard. I don't want to try to bring clarity or anything, because uh, I don't want my, my opinions getting in the mix. So, Lord, bless him and for discernment, Lord, and Thank you for your word and clarity in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Yep, um, John Wright. <laughs> so uh, I see the Lord moving you as a chess piece on a chessboard. Um, there have been times you have thought you were only a pawn, but the Lord says you are a knight, and I'm about to reposition you to better serve my house. The Lord says you have been tested and passed, and promotion is coming soon. You have been tested and passed, and promotion is coming soon. So like I said, there's been times, you, 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 I think you've, uh, the, the call of God and people have spoken it and you've seen it and you're like, yeah, but, but because of where you're at in the natural and things and work and this and that and schedule, you said, maybe I'm a pawn, but the Lord says, you're not, you're a knight. And the Lord says, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to reposition you to better serve my house. And so I thank you for that win, Lord. He's been tested, he's passed the test and promotion is coming. So God, I thank you right now. Yeah, right now, in Jesus' name, flow, fire, power. Stretch your hand toward John. Power, flow, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, power, flow. Yeah, you're like David in the sheep field. Yep, you're like David in the sheep field. You've been anointed and appointed, but you've been serving in the sheep field, but the palace is coming. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thanks. Oh, Chris Hollis. So I saw um, the hands of the Lord come in. At, at, at first, um, I, I heard a phrase, and, and I think, but I think it's what you thought it was. 
uh, and, and I heard the enemy sought to sift you, you know, and he, he talks like about Peter, how the enemy sought to sift you. But I actually, it's not the, the enemy, it's the Lord. And I saw the Lord's hand come in and it wasn't a sifter like with wheat, uh, between wheat and chaff. It was actually a sifter um, that has dirt looking for gold. And it's sifting the dirt out so that only the gold remains. You know what I'm talking about? When they go down to the, to the river and they sieve it up and they pick the dirt up and they sift all the dirt out so that only the gold remains. The Lord says that I'm, I have been sifting you. And though you're like, man, why is this? What's going on? The enemy, this, that is actually the Lord. And he's like, it's okay because what I'm doing is I'm purifying. I'm bringing forth gold. And, and so I thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. He's got that look on his face like, dang, dude. But, yeah, so. I hope it bears witness and it makes sense. And so, God, I think, how many know prophecy edifies, builds up, comforts, exhorts, and corrects? And so, God, we thank you, uh, Lord, for the sifting on your life. And, God, we thank you for the gold that is in him, God. And I thank you that that the the pure, refined, sifted gold is coming forth, Lord. And it's going to shine bright for your kingdom and bring you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, we're going to pray. Sharon is not here today because she has been, um, she got delivered from some stuff and she's been trying to come off of antidepressants. And so she's having some side effects to that. And so if she was here, we were going to anoint her with oil and pray for her. But I'm assuming that's why, I'm sure she's talked to Courtney, that's why she's, she's, she's having, um, what you call them, they're like uh, brain Yeah, it's like vertigo, like type brain thing, because it's in it. It's a side effect from coming off the medicine, but God's good enough to 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 like free from that too. So let's just pray as a body. God, we come into agreement where two or more gathered in your name, agreeing two or more agree, it's done. It's signed, sealed, delivered. So God, we take our faith and we apply it to your word, and we say, send forth the word and heal her body right now in Jesus' mighty and matchless name breakthrough right now over her every withdrawal symptom done over in jesus name we command every bit of chemical chemical to get out of her body and i pray that the chemical levels in her mind and her brain would be normal right now in jesus name yeah thank you lord yeah amen a- anybody else an ailment at all raise your hand anybody else ailment anything going on that we can pray for no? Okay. Everybody's healthy and healed and good? Yeah. Oh, I prayed for him, Billy. You're feeling better, right? You're feeling better? No? I won't go there, but you. yeah. Let's pray for Billy. He hasn't been feeling well, so just stretch your hand towards him. In Jesus' name. Not COVID, I promise. <laughs> Father, in Jesus' name. How many of you know, though, like, just so you know, I heard my mentor say it, and I'm going to take it, too. If I blow on you... You're not going to get COVID. You'll get the Holy Ghost. All right. So <laughs> the Holy Spirit's way more contagious than COVID. In Jesus' name, right now, fill his body. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus right now. Yep. Every bit right now. In Jesus' name. Settled right now. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Anything else real quick? Yeah. What's going on? Stomach? Your hip? Okay. Head? Okay. Cool. Lay, you lay hands? What's going on? Okay. Yeah, lay hands. Let's, let's, let's obey. Lay hands. Yep. So right now, everybody pray. Listen, this is not a spectator sport. You're the body of Christ. Be his body. 
The power of Christ flows through you. You have faith. Add it together. The Bible says Jesus could only lay his hands on the sick and heal a few because of the measure of faith. So, God, I pray increase faith right now as the body comes together. We, we're going after healing in this house right now. Be healed now. Be healed now. Power flow. Stomach, be healed now. Hip, be healed now in Jesus' name. Head, be healed. Every bit of pain, out now in Jesus' name. Every demonic spirit trying to attach itself, go now, be loosed. Spirit of infirmity, out in Jesus' name. Bugs and viruses, out now in Jesus' name. Burn it out by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing in this house. Thank you for healing in this house. Thank you, Lord, right now. Thank you as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness and all the snake bites were healed. So the Son of Man was lifted up on Calvary and every pain and disease and sickness is healed now in Jesus' name. Yeah, right now. Yeah, depression and anxiety be broken right now in Jesus' name. You have, as a Christian, depression and anxiety has no right to even be near you. I, I, I break it in Jesus' name right now. I break it right now. Loose it in Jesus' name. Yeah, even anxiety that grips you. I, I, I see specifically even over um, driving cars. Be broken now in Jesus' name. Anxiety be broken now in the name of Jesus. Right now. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Woo. How's your stomach feeling over there, Lana? Yeah? Come on. Come on. Let's give God glory. How's your hip feeling, Mary? Where you at? She gone. Okay. How's your head feeling, Brian? Oh, he's praying. That's good. We'll keep going. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the body being the body. These signs follow those who believe. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Gifts of healing be released. Gifts of healing be released. By the Spirit. Faith and healing and miracles released now. Come, Holy Spirit. God is moving by His Spirit, moving in all the earth. Signs and wonders when God moveth, move God in me. God is moving by his spirit, moving in all the earth. Signs and wonders when God moveth, move God in me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah.
Thanks, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. We worship you. We worship you always. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you. He's worthy. Can we just tell him you're worthy? We give you honor and praise and glory. <laughs> worthy is the Lamb. Worthy to receive honor and glory and power forever and ever. Worthy is the Lamb. We praise you, God. We give you we give you honor and praise. Yeah. Fill your temples right now. See na 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 the glory. Oh the glory. Oh, your presence, we your temple, give you reverence, so arise from your rest, and be blessed, I your praise, as we glory. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, presence now fills this place. Well, how many of you know, like, when a song is birthed in encounter, it releases encounter? Yeah, so some of what I'm going to try to jump on and touch on today, it's it's kind of twofold out of the dream, but I, and so I Please bear with me as I try to navigate the dream, um, but I, I want to teach and then share prophetically what I see happening and invite you into it, um, but I, I really want to teach. Um, yeah, I'm going to share and then teach, I think. So uh, So anyway, I had a dream last night. I was in a public place that seemed like a bus station. I, don't, I didn't quite know what it was, which, which lets me know it, it didn't matter what it was. It's public. The, the scene was public. Um, I actually just started, like, uh, boldness came over me, and I just started proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. I just started saying, you know, I just, like, literally, there's a crowd, and I'm just like, 2,000 years ago, the son of the living God. Like, I just started going, and if you don't know, like, the gospel, you need to know the gospel. Like, a simple, like, 10-minute gospel. You need to, to maybe we'll do a, a teaching or something on just a 10-minute gospel, or maybe you can just read the Bible and, you know, co <laughs> cover, cover like, like, how many of you know the Holy Spirit is the best preacher? And he'll come through you. How many of you know this? Like, and I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost with power, the, the only qualification you need to proclaim the gospel has already been given. When I send the Holy Spirit, you'll be my witnesses. Witnesses, Mark, to proclaim the gospel. You have already received God's permission and the empowerment, all the empowerment you need to proclaim the gospel. You know, there's a difference between preaching and teaching in doctrine and proclaiming the gospel. There's a difference. Everybody, every believer filled with the Spirit should be witnessing and proclaiming the gospel. So anyway, I started preaching the gospel outside. Um, some people refused to listen at first until I started sharing my testimony. And I think that's, that's, really, um, that's really, really important. I started sharing my testimony of healing where I used to have what looked like leprosy. I had these giant scabs, like they were oozing yellow pus on my skin, I got completely healed of that, um, healed of my back, L5S1, herniated disc, and I started sharing. And the Bible says um, they overcame 
by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. This happened in December, the twelfth month. It's Revelations twelve, that re- that that is that's in. Um, and so anyway, uh, I started asking um, if I then as people started listening, I started to ask, "Can I just pray for you? Is there anybody that would like prayer?" And as I began to pray. Uh, some people said yes. Some people were still skeptical. But as I began to pray, the power of God began to manifest, and people started coming out of the power, just dropping like flies. Boom, 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 boom. And then it's, when they saw that, more people were like, yeah, pray for me. Boom, the power of God would hit. Boom, the power of God would hit. A very, very powerful demonstration um, of the Holy Spirit in public like that, the power of God flowing. Um, then the more and more people let me pray for them, there were even some, there was even gang members there. Uh, and they literally, like, before they let me pray for them, they questioned me if I was part of a rival gang of theirs. So they were very much like, I ain't playing with you, you know. They were like, nope. And they started asking me all these questions. And, uh, and and so finally, when I was like, yeah, I'm not connected, they let me pray. And as soon as I prayed for them, the power of God hit them too, and they were out. And so I just really, I, I really feel it's twofold. A, I feel like God's saying, hey, guys, it's time to start preaching with boldness. In uh, uh, It's the time of... Lackadaisical Christianity, it's over, man. You, you don't see the Americanized, well, go to go to work, go home, maybe just build relationship and then win people to the Lord. That's cool. God does that through bridges of relationship. Usually those are the hard cases. But typically, the all throughout the Bible, souls come in through the proclamation of the gospel. Paul said that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And we really need to have faith in the Bible. We really just need to go ahead and believe God, you know. Faith is this, believing that God is who he says he is, will do what he said he'll do, and that his way is the only way. That's real faith in God. So when I say I have faith in God, it means I actually believe he means what he says, and that he'll do what he says. So then I believe that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So if I begin to proclaim the gospel, I open my mouth and I simply share the good news that God came and was born to a virgin over 2,000 years ago, that he lived a sinless life. That he was tempted in every way, 100% God, 100% man, but laying down his deity and walking as a man, humbling himself as a man, subjecting himself to the, to the ability to be tempted, but yet without, without succumbing, right? Baptized in water, Holy Spirit coming, resting upon him, miracle signs, wonder, raising the dead, then betrayed by one of his closest friends, whipped, beaten, that the chastisement of our peace is upon him, that by his stripes we are healed, that he was bruised for our transgressions, Right? Oh, Jesus, that his flesh was ripped open beyond recognition, that he was taken and nailed to the cross. The one in whom through all blessings flow was hung on a cross, knowing that he who hangs on a tree is a curse. So blessing became a curse to break our curse. And then he hangs on a tree and he dies. But you know what? They buried him, but death couldn't keep him and hell couldn't hold him. Because three days later, the spirit of the living God, the same spirit in me, the same spirit in you, raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And he was seen amongst many, ascended to sit at the right hand of the Father, and he's coming back to judge both the living and the dead. And the only hope is putting our faith, hope, and trust in him in his shed blood. That if you put your trust and faith and hope in him and you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, he'll cleanse you of your sins, wash you, and fill you with the spirit, and you can live with him forevermore. But if you don't, there awaits eternal judgment, hell, and then the lake of fire. That's the full gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you share that, man, did you feel? I began to share that, and the Holy Spirit couldn't help but respond. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, the gospel itself. It's so powerful that wicked, sinful men preach it and people still come to Christ. 
It's so powerful. It happens all the time. It's happening right now in churches all across America. Pastors and preachers committing adultery with their wives, yet they're grabbing the microphone and proclaiming the gospel, and guess what? People are still getting saved because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And, man, if you know you're walking right and you're you're, you're coming to the encounter, we're encountering Jesus, we're walking, doing life with each other, we're holding each other accountable, we're trying to live holy, pursue fully after God, you better believe when you open your mouth there's anointing on them words. The words themselves are anointed, much less the Spirit of God in you. Come on, man. It's the power of God unto salvation. And let me tell you that God confirms his word with himself. God, what I, what I took from that dream as well is when you lay your hands, you, it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's the gospel. And when you preach the gospel, God is going to come in signs, miracles, and wonders. It's why we see in Matthew chapter 7. Listen, it's a sobering part. It's a sobering story in Matthew chapter 7, but it's also an encouraging story for, for those of us that we know we're walking in righteousness. Why? Because he, they come to Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, and they say, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out devils? Did we not heal the sick? Did we not prophesy? Did we not do many mighty exploits in your name? In other words, lead many to Jesus. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. Well, man, if workers of lawlessness can cast out devils, heal the sick, preach the gospel, and see many mighty exploits and prophesy, and many people come to Jesus, then how can you if you're not living in lawlessness? How much more so you walking and living in right right standard with God? What it does is it frees you up and takes it off your ability completely. That you could just have faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news unto salvation. You have been filled with the Holy Ghost and power for this purpose. And it's like, listen, time is running out. People are deceived and they're blind. And the only way they're going to be free is if they hear the truth and the truth sets them free. I'm telling you right now, I just shared something on uh, social media I read where a guy was saying that gender reveal, in which it was just crazy, and it has nothing to do with gender reveals. It has everything to do with how blind and how strong the spirit of stupor has come over a people. That the guy saying that gender reveals are evil and violent because a child will decide their own gender. It's not based on anatomy. That is obscene. That, that is insane, obscene, profane, and every other word abominable. Okay. But, like, literally people think this way. And their only hope, and you ain't going to argue them into thinking you're right. The only hope for them is the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation. And when they get bored again, they'll start thinking like Christ because they'll receive his mind. We need to stop trying to intellectually argue people into the kingdom and just trust the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to quit trying to intellectually argue people into an encounter and just trust the Holy Spirit that drew you will draw them. Just speak the word and become a seed sower. You just start sowing seed everywhere you go. You just start reaching in the bag and tossing out the seeds of the gospel. And whatever, whatever ground they fall on, that's between them and the Lord. Good ground, bad ground, thorny ground, doesn't matter. You just spread seed. I'm telling you. You'll lay up yourselves treasures in heaven. Something happens uh, when we have faith in the word of God and, and in the gospel and in the preaching. And, it, and, and yes, out there, and we're going to kind of stay there, but I want to bring it back in here too. Because I want to empower and encourage you um, to, to, so that maybe you can even receive more when you come into the house of God. See, something happens. Just as the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. See, there is an impartation in the spirit that takes place when you proclaim the gospel. 
What do I mean? I mean there's an impartation of faith in your heart by the Spirit. See, each one is given a measure of faith. You didn't just decide to believe because of what you heard. Somebody didn't intellectually argue in, you into the kingdom. They proclaimed the gospel, and there was a supernatural impartation deposit of faith in your heart in order for you to believe. See, it says confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. You can confess with your mouth without faith, but you can't believe in your heart without faith. And to each one is given. So you receive from the Holy Spirit that faith in which you use to believe in him and to believe in the gospel. And the Holy Spirit in the midst of that imparted that that ability to have faith and that ability to be to believe and drew you to the Father through the Son. Does that make sense? And then when you believed, there was another impartation. It's called grace. How many of you know you're saved by grace through faith? Yes, unmerited favor, but divine power. Grace is the ability that you, that you can have with God that you cannot have apart from God. It's, in a, it's a God-given ability. It's a supernatural ability that you don't have. That's why Paul says, by the grace of God, not unmerited favor, divine power, I am an apostle. Paul says, I can't be an apostle by my gifts, my talents, or anything in it. There's nothing in me that allows me to be an apostle. It's the divine ability God has given me to do it. Does that make sense? That's why you don't get to choose prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, any of that. You don't choose that. The Holy Spirit empowers and infuses. You don't choose the gifts. The Holy Spirit gives it to you. It's a grace. Does that make sense? So, you're saved by faith through grace. So, or saved by grace through faith. Because that faith is deposited in you, right? And you have faith to believe. And then when you believe, the divine grace gives you the power, the divine ability to be born again, a work of the Spirit. Not a human carnal thing. Does that make sense? Not a human carnal decision. Supernatural spirit, spiritual. Chosen by God and given the faith to believe and then be born again. I wish I could put it up on the screen, but I was watching The Chosen. I was talking to Sarah about it. I'm going to try to find it to show you. But this thing is happening to Nicodemus. All right? And Nicodemus, in, in The Chosen, you watch it. This thing's happening. This, he, like, knows. He sees that he's God. He's starting to believe it's Jesus. This is the son. He even bows down and kisses him. And he's like, I know you're him. And he's like, well, then come follow me. Leave everything. And then he ends up getting like in a tussle with, with his wife wanting him to stay and all this he's got a war with his heart how many of you know in the moment though the holy spirit had released faith in nicodemus to believe but he didn't believe he, he chose not to believe he chose not to give it all this is what the the bible when the bible talks about uh you know using the grace of god as a license to sin why because the grace of God is there, the divine ability for you not to submit to sin is there, and you reject it. So you have to believe that when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ, that there's a divine ability, there's a grace there, there's faith being implanted by the Holy Spirit, and a grace for them to get saved, and what they choose is between them and the Lord. But let me tell you, the same works when you come in here and receive a message. There is a divine impartation on what's being proclaimed when you receive it as from the Lord and not from a man. And there's faith always present to believe it as such. What are we talking about? Jesus is walking with these people on the road, and when they when he and he and they can't realize it's him, right? They don't realize it's him until he gives them grace to realize it, right? 
And so they're sitting down at dinner table, and he breaks the bread, and the grace is released for them to realize, the divine ability is released for them to realize it's Jesus, and then he's gone. And what did they say? They said, were our hearts not burning within us? So it wasn't, these weren't words of a man. These were supernatural, anointed words, right? And so we can take and receive a word. Uh, You can come in here with the heart posture of whoever has the microphone is a motivational speaker, is, is a seminar speaker, is trying to give you an education in Christian life, or you can come in here and receive it as a word from the Lord that carries weight and impartation in and of itself, and having faith that there's actually grace on what's being spoken. And how you view that and what you believe about it will, will determine what you receive from it. Why? Because let it be to you according to your faith. How you believe something is how you receive from something. Man, this has been proven true through, throughout. Listen, how many of you have been a son or a daughter? Every one of you. And if you believed that your parents didn't have your best interests at heart, you didn't listen to them. Am I right? How many times did mom and dad come to you try to say something, but because of what you believed, you couldn't receive what they were trying to say, and because you believed, they were just trying to hold you back. They didn't understand you. They didn't get you. Your belief affected what you received. What you believe about God will affect what you receive from God. If you believe the lie that you're just a special case, you're just a hard case, and that you can't get from God and what God did from somebody else he won't do from you, you will cut yourself off from receiving that. Sure, sometimes God will supernaturally sovereign step around that. He did it to Saul when he turned him to Paul. But how many of you know that's the exception, not the rule? And so we have a choice. It works the same way from receiving from the messenger of the Lord in that moment as it does when you get saved. It's the same spiritual principle. This can also, also come through the laying on of hands. How many of you know, you, if I come by and I lay my hands on you, according to what you believe, it will be done to you. Do you understand that? That's why impartate, the laying on of hands is an essential, fundamental, foundational Christian doctrine. Read in Hebrews chapter 6. The laying on of hands. Foundational, and it's not even taught in most churches. Paul said, I want to come to you and impart some spiritual gift. This was both through preaching and teaching and through the laying on of hands. Can I tell you, if you have faith that you can receive an impartation by sitting and listening and receiving from the word, you'll receive an impartation. But if you have faith that you can receive an impartation through the laying on of hands, guess what? You'll receive an impartation. Let it be to you according to your faith. It's how it works. I, I, I know. I've set myself up for failure plenty of times when I go in and be like, oh, I've heard it all. I've heard this. If, uh, you know, you're saying the same thing over and over again. And my heart gets that way, and I shut off my receptor. But if I go in and I believe that I'm divinely set up, that the, like, do you believe the Lord leads your life or not? So then you believe that God led you here today. So you believe that you're sitting here for a purpose. That means God has something for you and has wanted you to bring something into his house as well. We learned that from Pastor Theo last Wednesday night. Does this make sense? And so you can, you can sit there and think, well, you know, it's just another service. And, like, if God wants to touch me, he'll call me out. 
He'll speak to the, the, the man or woman of God, and they'll point me out, and they'll come like with Susan today and, and John, and they'll have a prophetic word. And sure, sometimes that works. Or you can come in knowing that God divinely set you on the path to be here, and he has what he wants to release to you, and faith to receive it. Faith to receive it. Now, let's apply that back to the lost. I'm going to go back and forth. You really got to believe that Emmanuel lives in you. What if, and I'm not saying it's all on you. This is not works, least any man should boast. But show me your faith, and I'll show you my works. Works, in and of themselves, are not faith, but they are the evidence of it. Works do not earn salvation, but they're the evidence that you're saved. If you're saved, you'll have works. It is the fruit. The faith tree bears works. Naturally. So if it is to us according to our faith and what we believe, then when I'm sharing the gospel with somebody, and I don't believe in the anointing that's on my life. I, I don't believe that Emmanuel lives in me. I don't believe that I'm the very temple of the Most High God. Think about this. But what happens if I do believe? What happens if I have faith? And I'm not talking about patting yourself on the back here. We're not talking about that. We're talking about believing what God said. Your faith, reliance is in nothing from a man but in God. I was just having, I was just having a, a discussion with a young man who was making some awfully false accusations, and I'm just trying to love him. And I said, you know, I, I don't have a need to be right. I don't have to worry about being right. You know why? Because I just die to me and what I think is right and line up with God, and God's always right. So if you just believe what's right here, you just line up with what it says about you and who's in you and what it says about his word, and you actually have faith in that, woo, watch out. You don't think it matters? You don't think it matters? It matters. Jesus could do very little miracles in Nazareth because of their faith. Again, not, ain't got nothing to do, it's, it should be so freeing because it has nothing to do with you but Christ in you, the hope of glory. The indwelling spirit of God in man, resting upon him, flowing through him, women, ladies, you too, that includes you. That when you open your mouth, that gospel so powerful, fish can't help but jump in a boat. Listen, you're going to get so, I pray in the name of Jesus, decree it and declare it, we're going to get so filled with faith on this thing that when people don't respond to Christ, we automatically realize it's something to do with them and their heart towards God and nothing to do with us and the power of the Lord. Some of y'all have shared Jesus and said, I'm never going to do that again because nothing happened, not realizing it had nothing to do with you. You need to understand something. When they turn you away, they're turning him away, not you. I can hold in my hand the, the cure to cancer, but, the per, uh, 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 but a patient must take it and swallow it. They must take it and consume it. You cannot force. What's that old saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make them drink it. You need to be freed up. 
God didn't command you to get results. God commanded you to obey what he said to do. And he said, go forth and preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out devils. You, you know if somebody doesn't get healed, you know how little it has to do with you if somebody doesn't get healed in the moment? How do we know that? Look at Matthew 7. Look at Matthew 7. The only time it could possibly have anything to do with you is lack of faith or fasting, prayer and fasting. And it's a demon. It's actually more deliverance than healing. But you're commanded to lay your hands on the sick, and it says, these signs follow those who believe. So if I put my hands on the sick, I'm not believing that there's, that there's something in and of me that can do anything. I'm believing in the God who created the universe. I'm believing the power of God is going to flow. That's why I said as soon as I started laying hands on people in that dream, the power of God started hitting them. You better believe that it ain't just me standing up here with a microphone or Sarah or Jen laying hands, but the power of God, the same power of God that flows through us will flow through you. If it flow, flew through the wicked men and women in Matthew 7, it'll flow through you. Just believe. Let it be to you according to your faith. There's many of us in this room that have been some stubborn folks in certain areas in life. Stubborn. There's a few things I'm awfully stubborn about. One is I like my meat medium rare. I'm not coming off of it. Okay? Not coming off of it. Tithing, my family, we don't come off of it. We don't care. I don't care what the bills look. I don't care. We do it. I don't, you can't, I've seen it. You can't convince me I'm not going to come off of it. We need to get stubborn like that about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to get stubborn like that off of praying for the sick, casting out devils in prophecy. The things of God. I mean, just really, me too, man. I'm speaking to me too. Help me, Jesus. The thing is, he's already helped us. He put the helper in you. All the help you need is already in you. We only need to believe. It is a lie to think you need something more. Jesus, or the Bible says this. In Jesus, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form. Then it goes on to say this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You have the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form in you. Man. That's why I get on to my son. I'm like, dude, there's no reason you can't be like ace in school. I used to get on myself. What do you mean? Well, why? When you get stumped, why don't you ask God? So he said, it doesn't work like that. Yes, it does. He made me a successful businessman with no business degree off the word of knowledge and word of wisdom. It does work that way. It does work that way. I've literally sat down at a computer and no idea how to work it, and then divinely the wisdom was imparted to me, and I was able to do it. If you look in the, uh, in the Bible, I think it's in Exodus, when they went to go build the tabernacle and they went to go build the, uh, or the tent of Moses and all the, the utensils, they had no idea how to do it, and it says the spirit of wisdom came on them and gave them the ability to do it. If they're in an old covenant and we're in a better covenant with better promises, you can do this thing, man. It's Let it be according to your faith. 
See, the world says, well, when I see it, I believe it. But in the kingdom, you believe it and then you see it. He had faith in Monopoly last night. I was very happy. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus, for faith like a child. Hallelujah. All right, I'll I'll, ex- I'll expect that rent check next the beginning of next month. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man. Wow. Like, believe, you know. He's convinced that I'm not going to kick him out. (laughs) He's got faith, you know. He's got a place. Why don't we have that kind of faith that we have a seat at the Father's table and everything that we need is laid out? But I make you a place, a table. I spread it with everything you need to dine in the presence of your enemies. This is the God we serve, and he's so good. He filled us with everything we need. This is what I'm telling you. Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift of God which was given to you through the laying on of hands of the presbytery. So much happens in impartation through the laying on of hands. So much is deposited, and it comes and it flows, and it goes through. It just does, man. And ha- you can have faith to believe. And when you start having that same faith to believe that you can receive, you'll start having that same faith to believe that you give it away. Because freely you have received, freely give. You know why many people that have been healed see healings? Because freely you've received, freely give. You know why many people that have gone through deliverance see deliverance? Because freely you have received, freely give. Every single person in this room, I know each and every one of you, every single person in this room has received salvation. Every single one of you has been born again. There's not a person in this room that I know that is not born again. You all have fruit. Freely you have received. Freely give. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, let's just um, set our eyes on the Lord. They want to put on like some pads or something back there, buddy. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's as simple as even like right now. I'm I'm like literally speaking in tongues and I'm I'm praying in tongues. I'm singing in tongues. Do you know like the Bible says he who speaks in tongue edifies himself? 
Like just have faith that when you speak in tongues, you edify yourself. If you believe that when you speak in tongues, you edify yourself, you'll speak in tongues way more. It's not some religious, ha-la-la-la-la, getting in the flesh. No, it's a very deep spiritual truth. You know? It is. Sika, ara, este, inda, anda, ala, eke. Eta, este, ete, ete. Why don't you practice that right now? Like believe, actually, as you're praying right now, actually believe that your spirit is being edified, your soul and the flesh are being brought down into subjection to the spirit, that you're really submitting to God and resisting the flesh right now. Yeah, come on. You might just edify yourself into an encounter. Like I'm about to pray, keep going. I'm about to pray for the release of gift, the gift of faith. Why don't you actually believe that that thing's going to land in your spirit? And that right now as you're edifying your spirit, your spirit's being prepared to receive it like good soil. And that it'll be planted, take root, and bear much fruit. Yes, gift of faith flow. Yes, boldness right now. Gift of faith. Yes, Yeah, I, f- I pray for faith now that when we read, keep going. I pray for faith right now that when we read the word, that we realize that's the only real reality, is what God says. Just like in the kingdom, axe heads float, but in the world they sink. Faith in Jesus' name. Boldness, God. Boldness, God, I pray that we would take serious the word of the Lord. God, you let us not treat this dream as common. God, who knows what warfare had to take place in the heavenly realms to release the angel that brought this dream, to bring forth this word this morning at the encounter, God. Who knows what took place in heaven? Let's not treat it uncommonly, God, but have faith that it is the word of the Lord that you have divinely set us up to be here this morning, which means it's for us. Not a single one left out. Yeah, I break doubt right now. Listen, if you ever find yourself doubting, just speak in tongues until you don't. I said, if you ever find yourself doubting, just speak in tongues until you don't. Fill. Fill your people right now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Fill right now in Jesus' name. Fill fresh faith. Fill fresh faith. Fill fresh faith. Fill fresh faith. Fill power of God flow. Fill fresh faith. Fresh faith now. You shall live and not die, says the Lord. Fill right now. I don't care what the bill said. I don't care what it said. Debt will be decreased now. In Jesus' name, fill right now. Fill. You'll live. Fill. Fill. 
Life, life, life. Fill now. Fill in Jesus' name. Fresh faith. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Wow. Seta ala este ita ramba toste bande este ika ande laka sota basta yende bista kora sande rebeka Acts 16.32, Acts 16.32, believe in the Lord Jesus and you and your family shall be saved. When you're sitting there at Christmas dinner and they're acting ungodly, Acts 16.32, believe in the Lord Jesus and you and your family shall be saved. I don't want to offend them by sharing the gospel. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Open your mouth and believe that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. That when they hear of the stripes upon his back, when they hear of the nails in his hands and his blood shed on Calvary, that salvation is released. When you're walking through the store and God plucks your heart and puts boldness on you to speak to the person next to you, you better just go ahead and believe God that when you open up your mouth and you share the gospel, that the power of God will be released. When you lay your hands on the lame and you see them in public and you lay your hands, you better believe the power of God will not return. The word of the Lord. Listen, Jesus is the word made flesh and the Bible says that the word of God does not return void. When you speak Jesus, it does not return void. It goes forth and does all that God set it out to do. God, the Bible says when Jesus comes back, he's going to be looking for one thing. He says, will I find faith in the earth? Will I find faith in the earth? God, I pray for a divine grace that when you come to 2032, you'll find faith in this house. God, I pray we'd walk not by sight, but by faith. God, I pray that we'd walk not by what we see, but by what you say. God, I pray right now, you better go ahead and receive that and say, God, I pray that you'd help me to walk by, not by what I see, but by what you say. God, I thank you right now for the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you right now. You better just go ahead and believe that there's angels assigned to your life and that they're assisting. Well, all you need to know, if, there, if you need confidence that there's angels around you, then you just fear God. You go ahead and reverence God because the Bible says that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. So all you need for the assurance of angelic assistance is right there. I'm reverencing God. The angels are present. But then he said this. He said, you'll see the angels of God ascending and descending on on the Son of Man. Well, the Bible says Christ is in you, the hope of glory. So why don't you just believe Emmanuel and there's angels ascending and descending on the Christ in you. Yeah. Woo. Man, God's doing something. Come on, have faith. God is breaking and pouring in faith this morning. Fire in the Jesus. Fire of Jesus. Fire of his eyes. Flame of love. 
Why don't you just go ahead and believe that when you look in the eyes of the demoniac, when you look in the eyes of the depressed, that they're not going to see your eyes, but the eyes of the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If God can birth a nation in the day, is the salvation of your family and friends too hard for him? Wow. 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 Sheta. Yep. Wow. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks for faith. To each one is given. Wow. To each one is given. Wow. If the kingdom is accessed by faith, like that we believe and we receive, and it says it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his pleasure to give you the kingdom. It literally pleases him to give you faith and encounter and experience. It's his pleasure to give you righteousness, peace, and joy. Wow. So the next time that depression tries to come on you, the next time anxiety tries to come on you, why don't you just believe that it's the Father's good pleasure to give you peace and joy? Next time sin tries to come around and grip it and get its hold on you, why don't you just believe it's the Father's good pleasure to give you righteousness? Say today. Yeah, right now. Power flow. Change our minds to the mind of Christ. Change our minds to the mind of Christ. I don't have to think a thought that doesn't line up with your word. So what if I'm ridiculed or made fun of? Your word says it's a privilege. See, na, 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 na. So what if they revile and mock me? Your word says that's a blessing. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to believe that I'm being blessed when they revile and mock and say all kinds of things about me because of you, Jesus. I'm just going to have faith and believe that I'm blessed. Thank you, sir, for blessing me. Thank you, sir, for saying what you're saying. I'm blessed. Oh, your family thinks you're nuts, but they're just blessing you. They're just blessing you. It's okay. That person in the store, they didn't respond too well. You're blessed. Why don't you just go ahead and believe that if they don't receive Jesus, they're going to go to hell and then be cast into the lake of fire? Why don't you just go ahead and believe that? Why don't you just go ahead that, that, and believe that the person maybe you didn't get that opportunity to speak to, that like if they don't receive Jesus, they're going to go to hell and then the lake of fire. Like God said it and it's going to happen. God said it and it's going to happen. God, I pray that you would give me a holy reverence and a holy sober-mindedness, God, 
of that, that they need the opportunity to receive Jesus. They need it, Lord. That they're really, 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 like it, when you come back or they die, they're really, really, really going to face a judgment seat. They're really going to be a resurrection of the dead, and they're really going to face a judgment seat. But I believe, I really believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. I really believe the blood of Jesus washes from sin. I believe it. It washes me clean. Though my sins were like scarlet, he washes white as snow. I really believe that the shed blood of Jesus was enough to atone my sins in the sins of the world. God, I really, really, really believe that Jesus did not remain in that grave, but on the third day, the Holy Spirit filled him and resurrected. And I really, really, really believe that when I got born again, you came and lived in me. And when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, that same spirit that raised him now flows through me. I really, really believe that. I really believe that, God. I have no right to ever say I don't have help. I have the helper. I believe that. You didn't leave me alone. You didn't leave me an orphan. You sent the helper, and he lives in me. And I believe that, God. I'm never helpless because I always have the helper. If he'll never leave me nor forsake me, I'm never helpless because I have the helper. So it must be a lie if I think I'm helpless. It has to be a lie because God is not a man that he should lie. It has to be a lie. If it contradicts the Bible, it has to be a lie. You are the spirit of truth that leads into all truth. I don't even have to be afraid about being deceived anymore if I really believe that I walk in the spirit of truth. He's brooding over the room. He's brooding. Listen, just as the Holy Spirit brooded over the face of the deep when God spoke and things were created, he's brooding over this over this room. He's brooding. And you gotta understand. That same Holy Spirit that brooded over the face of the deep. And when God spoke Jesus, you understand Jesus is the word. When God speaks, he speaks Jesus. When he spoke Jesus, the Holy Spirit performed his word. He did it. That same spirit lives in you. Think about that for a moment. There was nothing. There was nothing. Black and void. The Spirit's there. The Father's there, and the Son is there. And the Father opens his mouth, and out comes the Son. And then the Holy Spirit performs it. That same Spirit is brooding in this room and living in you. Believe that. That is the most true thing. You can never say to a born-again believer is that God lives in you. (laughs) This is why Jesus can look at you and say with God, all things are possible for those who believe.
I bet you if you really believe, and I'm not, this isn't pointing fingers because I know some people work, I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not saying, but, I, but I'm just, this is the truth. If we really start to believe that the, the church is the pillar and ground of truth, like the Bible says, I guarantee you we're here and we're here early. I guarantee you. If we really believe we're not just coming into a building, but we're coming into God's own house. That's what he says. Not has nothing to do with the building. It's us when we gather. God's own house. He says it. We'll be, I'm telling you, man, when we get, when we actually believe, everything changes when we believe the word. Our, our whole paradigm shifts. It happened to you the moment of salvation. Everything shifted. Everything shifts when we actually believe the word. Paul's call was to preach the word of God and teach the word of God. And then he said this, I burn and long that what? Christ would be formed in you. How is Christ? It's right there, man. You got to really have faith that when you right now in this room, right now, saints, Christ is being formed in you. Really believe what a privilege and an honor. I'm telling you, we may not always have this right here. We may not always be freely able to come and have Christ formed in us. That's what's happening right now. The nature and the full measure of the man is being manifested in you and growing in you. Oh, it's so beautiful. She just brought up the complete picture, you know, the puzzle piece put together. So it is, man, with believing this right here. Let's get back to it right here. By the grace and the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, let's get back to it. I'm telling you right now, I want to, I want to, I'm going to, Exhort you, warn you, pray, and then release you. All right? Or you can encounter Jesus, whatever you want to do. Pray for one another if you would like. Free reign. Pray for each other. If you have a word for somebody, give it to them. Even right now, I pray God releases words in your spirit for each other. The body being the body. But listen, I want to exhort you and warn you quickly. Jude says this. He says, in the last days, great deception will come. Paul says this, we know, it's, uh, it's Timothy chapter 4, that there will be, they'll rise up a great falling away, a great deception. Jesus warns about it. Many will fall away. They'll turn away. They'll come under deception and they'll go. Hebrews warns it. He said, least you forget what you learned at first. It's all over the Bible. Revelations talks about it. It's all over the Bible. I want, I want, listen to this. It says that even in these days, if the days are not shortened, they're shortened for the sake. It's right here. Now, the Spirit explicitly says that in the later times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Jesus said these days are shortened for the sake of the light, least they fall away as well. Like, you got to understand this. you got to understand this. Now, now, catch this. Right before 1 Timothy 4, 1, it's like, the, the second or last verse in three, if he can't pull it up, I'll go there right now. Listen to this. It's verse 14, and fi or it's 15. 
So I, right before he says this, put no put. I'm going to read it. I want you to put four and one right back up. Catch this. Chapters are man-made. Okay, in the Bible. Read through the thought. Okay. Go back to First Timothy four and verse one, and read what it says. Let's read it together. Ready? Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the later times. Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So the, the, so the, the temptation is to be deceived, right? I want to show you something. Right before he says this, he's in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Listen. So that I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves, listen to this, in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar of and foundation or ground of truth. So he says the church is the pillar and the ground and the... Let me ask you a question, saints. How many times have you been going through a struggle in the week and you come in here and whoever's got the microphone speaks right to what you're going through and you go, aha. And it was almost like a deceiving spirit tried to come over your mind, but you came into the ground and pillar of truth, and it set you free. How many times? Catch this, church, right here. It is the pillar and foundation of truth. Without question, this is the mystery of our great faith. Right before he warns you of being deceived. So the safest place you can be, when to set the safest, consistent thing, what is it? I want to introduce myself to the pillar. I want to subject myself and be part of the pillar in the ground of truth. He goes on to say this. Christ is revealed in human body, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, announced to the nations, believed in throughout the world. That announced to the nation is preached. Christ is preached. He was believed throughout the world, taken up to glory. Then he literally goes right in to this verse right here. Now the Spirit explicitly says deception's coming. Man, if deception is rapid, I'm burying myself in the ground of truth. Does that make sense? I'm burying myself in the ground of truth. I warn you, I, I warn you in love, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, even with COVID, I'm going to go there. I'm telling you, there's a, re, like, there is a legit, I was on, and I'm not saying that I'm not going there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there. But listen, I've been on a plane since COVID, jam-packed with people, and they're flying all that. Listen, the airport is full. The airport is packed, and they want to shut the church down. You guys, if you wanted to, could get your own chair, separate, do it. You already got three, you do whatever you want to in here if you wanted to got all the room in the world. Everybody's like this. Packed. And you're breathing the same oxygen. That oxygen's circulating in this, in this thing for two hours straight. And, and the mask helped, maybe helped, but it's still going in the air. It's circulating. And they're okay with that. You, you, you have to understand, great deception is trying to come upon the world. Great deception, I'm going to say it again, great deception is trying to come upon the world, okay? Where, 
man, I'm going to go there. Many use this for the pre-trib rapture. They say when that thing that holds back the man of lawlessness is removed, then, then the Antichrist can rise. And they'll say that's the Holy Spirit. But that can't be because people, we all, whether you're pre-trib or post-trib or mid-trib or whatever, can, can we all agree that people are getting saved during the tribulation period? Yeah, we all agree that, right? You see that in the Bible. People are getting born again still. Whether you believe left behind and it's the people who realize, oh, shoot, Jesus is real. And then they start preaching. People are still getting born again, right? I just spent the first half of the morning convincing you you can't be born again without the Holy Spirit. So how are people getting saved if the Spirit's gone? Jesus says that they'll persecute you, hunt you down, right? Shut you down. Every nation in the world will hate you. They'll come after the church. Then the Antichrist will rise. How do you get deception upon the whole earth? You remove the pillar and ground of truth. You remove the pillar and the ground of truth. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit. The great deception in the last days, Paul ties it right to the church. Right to the church. I'm going to tell you, right now, as it stands, anybody walking by can come in to the pillar and ground of truth. They can freely walk in. All across America, you can walk in to a place in which the tr truth is grounded and the pillar, you can find it. But there's coming to, it's not going to be so. So I don't know about you. I'm going to bury myself in truth. I'm going to bury myself in truth as long as I can. And I'm going to grow like a potato. I'm going to grow. Father, I just thank you for the encounter. I thank you for the saints. I thank you for the sons and daughters. I thank you, God, for people full of the Holy Spirit and power and full of the Word of God. Full of the Word of God. We are not simply spirit nor word. It is word and spirit filled. We worship in spirit and truth. I thank you, God. I pray today that myself and everybody under the sound of my voice never looks at the church the same ever again. That they understand that when we walk through the swirly gates, <laughs> that's what we call the doors. Anyway, when you walk in, you're walking into the ground of, you're literally standing on the ground of truth. You're in the ground of truth. I pray, God, that we would be sober-minded, hearts postured to receive by faith impartation through the preaching of the word, through the laying on of hands. God, and I pray by faith we would go out and proclaim, Lord, in that you would have mercy and give grace that our number would be added to daily. I pray, God, you would release every person in this house to preach the gospel. Right now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have decided that we would be born in this time. We thank you for the opportunity. We thank you. Let's pray this together. Helper, help. That's the best prayer you can pray. You ready? Helper, help. <laughs> it's full of humility. And God gives grace to the humble. 
Love you guys. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Encounter Podcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you. We would be honored if you would prayerfully consider supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly partner or sowing a one-time offering helping us bring the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord to the lost and the continued training and equipping of his bride, the church. For more information on how to become a partner or make a donation, please go to Encounter1078.com and click on the donate button. Thank you, and may the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus be upon you.